Hi, I'm Sally Wagner, your host of High Frequency Mindset Podcast. Welcome. And today I would also like to welcome our guest, Josh Zephis. Josh, welcome. Thank you, Sally. So wonderful to be here. Honored to share. Thank you so much for agreeing to join us today. I'm, I'm sure everyone is going to be very interested in what you have to say to us. So first of all, I'd like to just ask you to introduce yourself. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, look, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a guy, just a person, uh, but I'm on a mission. And my mission is to bring humanity back to business. That's everything I do. Everything we're probably going to talk about today or everything that relates to my sphere of influence is helping people just be humans again in their business, just like they are in their lives, getting rid of that separation. No, look, people say, Josh, you're trying to blur the line between business and personal. I'm like, no, I'm trying to eradicate the line. I want us to tell the truth in business. I want us to have fun in business. I want us to be more profitable in business because of it. Uh, so that's where, that's my mission. Uh, now I can go in my background if you want, but at least want to share like, this is why we're talking and this is why I get out of bed every morning. And that this is what excites me. I love that. Uh, very mission focused and that, that vision that you have for life and business and how you want to transform it. Yes, 100%. And I think, I think we should all be mission-driven, by the way. And that's mm -hmm. one of the tools that I teach people is how do you go from being product-driven to being mission-driven because yeah. it changes the level of your conversation. It changes your energy and it changes the way people are attracted to you or not attracted to you. Absolutely. And, and I think that's the key. They, they do business with you. Uh, they decide first if they want to do business with you and then they'll consider your product or your service. Right. But that, that's Absolutely. the key. It's got to be you first and that authentic voice, that, that vision and mission that you present to the world. Uh, that's how people respond. That's right. People want to know why you care before they care what you know. Yeah. And that's really the key. They don't teach this stuff in business school anymore, which is very unfortunate. They don't teach that, like what you just said, people buy you first, your product second. Mm -hmm. But here's the problem. If they don't buy you, if they just get that weird feeling in, in their gut, you know, your brand makes them a little sick and a little weird and like confused. And they're not even going to look at your product. You can have the best product in the world. You, they can probably be your ideal prospect. You know, the kind that you're like, oh, I know I can help this person. I know I can solve their problem. They're not even going to give you the time of day. And that is a crime. Yeah. That's a crime we have to solve, that we are solving. And how would you solve that crime for people? Helping people get in front of their product. Helping people sell the right thing first, which is themselves. Mm -hmm. And here's the cool part. The only unique thing in your business anyways is you, your story, your mission, your vision, your values, your stand, your cause, your all that, your... That's truly the only unique thing anyways. So why not lead with it? Why not make the right sale first, which is you and why you care? Then on the second impression, so that's the first impression. On the second impression, get into details about your product. When someone already knows your heart, they're already emotionally invested. They like you. Now they're ready to look at what you have to offer. And if it makes sense, they become your client. By the way, the close is 80% done at that point anyways. Yeah. If they need what you have, it's a done deal if they like you. Absolutely. I'm um, looking at those kinds of materials, putting together a presentation on the clothes. And mm. my premise is the clothes 
is with you, right? You start with yourself. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, well, very little to do with the other person ultimately, because it's it's all about you and how you present yourself. That's right. That's right. And we don't get enough. We don't get a second chance to make a business first impression either. So yeah. we got to do it right. Uh, but we yeah. got to be clear ourselves and then we can be clear to others. And then the whole entire world opens up. Then you're not selling anymore. Not in the traditional chasing, begging, convincing sense. Now you're just attracting and helping. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's such a beautiful place to be. It's so low stress. It's so rewarding. <laughs> Absolutely. And what would be some steps that you would guide people through to get to that point? Yeah, step one is clarity and clarity. And I always start with what I call the MVP combination. So I want, to, I want people to imagine when one of the things I do is we dig really deep with questions. We go right to the core of a person where their treasure is, but their treasure is locked up. And there's a combination, a three setting combination and the three settings are mission, vision, purpose, MVP. That's the, that's the core of everyone's brand. If you can define that, that is a unique combination. No one else has your combination of mission, vision, purpose. It's not possible. There's an infinite number of each of those. You're not going to duplicate. So we've got to get to that first. We've got to understand why you get out of bed in the morning. And once you start having clarity on that, everything else starts opening up your story. We can articulate that. We can get into your brand promise and message and your client avatar and all this kind of stuff starts to fold out from that, that core seed. But most folks try and skip it. They try and shortcut it. They're like, Oh, I'll just, I'll just write a mission statement. Then no big deal. Like, no, no, it's a big deal. It's like, it's like trying to build a house, but you didn't pour cement properly. You just put like a bunch of jello blocks or something. And you're like, all right, we got, we got a foundation. It's a jello foundation. It's not going to hold anything, but we got a foundation. Now let's start building the walls and we're going to put up the ceiling fan and we're going to hang the drapes. It's like, oh no, this is not going to be good. Yeah. When, when you said people want to skip that part, that's so true. It, you know, especially for like n- new business owners, uh, people yeah. who are just starting out. They just, they want to get right into it. They want to do business and make money and, and they skip over all that so-called fluff stuff. Right. And yet yeah. without the clarity of the mission, vision, purpose, um, y- you're not going to present, uh, people are not going to hear you. Uh, you're not going to establish those authentic relationships that are necessary in business. That's right. That's right. And, and you know, what happens is we get, we get lured in by marketing. So mm. we start a business and someone says, Hey, you know, marketing person says, Hey, come on, let's market you. But what they don't tell you and what a lot of marketers don't even know is marketing is an amplifier. It takes your message and it makes it really loud. It puts it in front of a lot of eyeballs, right? It puts it in front of new audiences. That's good. The problem is if your message isn't authentic, clear, like if it's not powerful. So if you haven't done the work of the MVP and unlocked all this great brand stuff and then created your message, what are you amplifying? It's probably not what you think. It's, you might be amplifying garbage. And yeah. boy, that is expensive to amplify junk. It is. It is. Yeah. And again, what you said, people don't want to do the work. 
yeah. it is work. It is hard. Uh, it's it, self-reflection, introspection, mm -hmm. which a lot of us shy away from anyway, right? And then, yeah. uh, you know, we just, or they, they do it, but they go online and they find a, a template. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, you know, losing authenticity, I, right? <laughs> I kind of describe it. I've described it a lot of ways, but one of the ways I describe it that you just reminded me of, I describe it like branding yourself is like giving yourself a tattoo on the back of your arm. You can do it, right? You can get a mirror and you can take your time and you can really do it. But boy, it sure is nice if you can just tell someone or open up to somebody about what you truly want for a tattoo and have them do it, have a, yeah. a designer really come and help you articulate what is in your mind what's in your heart uh but people don't want to hire folks they just they kind of want to do the diy so they get these like what do they call those fake tattoos like those little things that yeah, you just yeah. kind of lay on right yeah uh, and then it washes yeah. off yeah yeah, like henna, a week, it it's off. Like, yeah henna yeah which yeah. is beautiful but it washes off and then eventually you're like oh shoot i'm nobody again i don't have any identity yeah <laughs> and yeah it's 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 not good so yeah, I, I recommend getting help when it comes to branding because it, it's hard to see the entire masterpiece when you're in the frame. Yes. It helps to have that different perspective, someone to ask the right questions, somebody to help ideate with you. Mm -hmm. um, even if, by the way, I'm not saying you have to hire someone like me or anyone else. Do it with a friend. See, you know, I would go back and forth with a friend. Do it for them, have them do it for you, but they're going to see things differently than you see them from the inside. Absolutely. You need that external accountability. You know, when we're in the, yeah. the picture <laughs> inside the frame, we can't see the whole image. And we, exactly. we need some, somebody who's outside the frame to really provide that valuable insight. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Now, I've heard you say from shy to shine. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and I love it. So uh, explain to people what that is. That's my hashtag, shy to shine. I love it. Now, I, I grew up living a shy. You know, some people say I grew up living a lie. Well, yeah, I kind of lived a lie, but I, was, I really lived a shy. I was told, Josh, if you want to be successful, keep your head down. Don't make any waves. Work real hard. Go to school. Get all the degrees. Do all this stuff. Get your safe, secure job. And that's, gonna, that, that's the solution. And so I kept my head down. I ignored my genius. I ignored my abilities. I thought, well, I can't make money at that. So I completely lived a shy. And what I found was it doesn't work out too well. That there was always something deep inside me that I, I was refusing to let out. Uh, but once I did a few years ago, that, that was my transition from shy to shine. Because when, you when your treasure comes to the surface, and you take all those gems and you polish it and refine it and they shine so bright, people come from thousands of miles to come see it, you're shining. You don't have a choice. And now it's a responsibility to bring your gift to the world, to bring your value, your talents, your purpose, all that you've got to bring to the world. You can't be shy anymore. And the beautiful part about that is in business, shy equals broke. But when you're shining, there's no limit to how many people you can help, how much money you can make. And then you're also being true to yourself. And it's, it's a wonderful thing. So I want to help people shine. I just want to see people shine. Whatever that truth is, whatever that light is they have inside of them, uh, that's got to come out. Absolutely. What precipitated that for you? 
You know, I, that's a good question. I've had a, various coaches through the years. I just remember one day sitting down and saying, time out, Josh, time out from all this entrepreneurship you're doing. I was in the financial industry. I was in the gym industry for a while. I was a competitive bodybuilder. I've done all kinds of stuff. And I said, time out. What are you really good at? What is your genius? What is your expertise that you built up over all these years of blood, sweat, and tears and all that 10,000 hours? And then where do you want to play? And I wrote all this stuff down. And then I kind of crystallized, I kind of crunched it together and said, how do I, how can I take this and provide value to the world in a monetizable way? Because mm -hmm. I think, you know, what I think happened, I think someone told me everything is monetizable. And I challenged myself. I said, Are, is it? You mean I can start with what I want to do and what I'm really good at and make money? Let me see what I can do there. And I think that's kind of what precipitated it. I don't remember who told me that though, but I think that was the, the kind of the, the little thing that just in my mind. And yeah. And then I was like, holy crap, if I can do this, anybody can do this. Yeah. And yeah. That, that kind of led me down the path to where I am today. That's amazing. I, and I think it's so important for people like you to guide other people because there are a lot of people out there who haven't made that transition yet. And they're, I call it successfully discontent. You know, they just yes. they know there's something more um, beyond and, and they don't know what it might be or they're afraid to look at what it might be. They don't know how to make it happen. And so what you do is provide that valuable insight to guide them to discover it for themselves. That's right. That's right. And a lot of people, you're right, Sally, they're, people are afraid to shine. They're like, oh my goodness, if I say what I really mean, Josh, uh, what are people going to think about me? What is that going to do to my professional career? What is all this stuff? I was like, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. You're, if, first of all, if you're in business, that you better hope people talk about you. Like yeah. the number one reason for people going out of business is obscurity. Number two reason is being forgotten. So look, don't worry about people like, what are they going to think about you? Worry that they actually do think about you ever again. So that's for the business people out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, people are afraid to shine uh, because we're, we've got, we're so insecure about our value, right? We, our our self-worth has been kind of beaten down over time, especially in corporate. I was in corporate 20 years. Mm. And yeah, you're not supposed to stand out. You're not supposed to shine. So we have to help people get past that and realize that, you know, why not get paid for being yourself? Why not? Exactly. Why not do what you love? Why not do what you're really good at? And I think you have to bring it to the world because I think not doing it is kind of a, I call it a crime against humanity mm -hmm. where, you know, I use, I use, um, what's his name? The uh, Stephen King as an example. I don't know if you know his story. He kind of, he wrote his first manuscript, sent to like 30 different publishers. They all said, no, he threw it in the trash. His yeah. wife pulls it out of the trash, sends it to a few more publishers. It gets picked up. That was Carrie. And then it went on from there. But what if he just like, yeah, you know, this writing thing, I guess it's not for me. I'm going to go work at Costco or something. <laughs> like, right. can you imagine we would have been robbed of how many people would have been robbed of inspiration and not just in writing, but in everything, imagination, creativity. He would have robbed a lot of people and that would have been a crime. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw a quote of his recently uh, paraphrasing um, that he always welcomed the rejection slips because it showed he was trying. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah, amazing. And, and that's, that's what happens to a lot of people, you know, they don't have that clear vision, which goes back to what you were talking about with the clarity. When you have clarity about your vision, uh, your mission, purpose, all of those things, the MVP that you talked about, you are going to shine and, and you're not going to be shy anymore. You suddenly have your voice and you have to speak it. That's right. And, and what you said is perfect. You have to shine. You have to speak it. It now is a responsibility that you can no longer ignore. You can't unring that bell. And I think that's what scares people a lot as well. They're like once, you know, it's kind of like it, ignorance is bliss, they say. So as long as I don't know what that is, I can pretend I'm not really supposed to be special. I'm not supposed to stand out. But once you see it, once you see it, you can't ignore it. You can't unsee it. You can't unfeel it. And then you have to do something about it. Uh, so it's a little scary, but it's also very exciting yeah. when, you, when you do go for it. Because ignorance only lasts so long. The comfort zone of ignorance, it's temporary. It's going, you're going to get a wake up call. Something's going to rattle your cage. It's going to shake your, shake your tree. And you're going to wish you would have done the work a long time ago yeah. to define that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was just talking with someone recently and she was saying about how, you know, she's considering a, a change in direction and uh, how it, it, it scares her. And she said, and I'm going to do it because I want to do those things because I, I have experience from the past where I've done things that scared me and it was the perfect thing to do. And so yeah. so many people, when they get to that fear, it's, that's the boundary and they just stay there. And for her, for all of us, we should aspire to pushing beyond the boundary because that's where life happens. That's right. And so she has courage, right? Mm -hmm. When you push past Absolutely. fear, yeah. uh, that it, everyone's, everyone's afraid of things. It's okay. Yeah. Fear's not the problem. No. It's, in, it's, it's not, it's how you respond to fear that keeps us trapped. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't present as fear, right? It says things that are reasonable, like, oh, right. now's not a good time. Or Yeah. You know. Wait, no, the kids need to, I got to wait for the kids to leave the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. Right. All yeah. that stuff. I'm up for promotion in a few months. I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. Like, all right. Yeah. You might be up for getting dismissed also. You just don't know. It's out of, it's out yeah. of your control. By the way, that's when, when I left corporate America, that's what I said to myself. I said, if I win in life or if I lose in life, I just want it to be my fault. Yes. I don't want it to be up to someone else, my manager, the economy, the company I'm working for, my employer, whatever. I just want to know I was at the driver in, in the driver's seat. And then I'm cool with whatever the results are. I'll figure it out. And, yeah. and that's, that's why. Yeah. Absolutely. I spent a long time in the corporate world as well. And it's the, the ups and downs are, you know, it, it, success can <laughs> look like a failure depending on what day it is and, and <laughs> who's making those decisions for the layoffs, right? Um, there's no difference and, and it doesn't matter. Uh, you, you because it's out of your control. Yeah, that reminds me of a quote from a, a mentor of mine. He says, success feels like failure every step of the way. Yeah. Until you hit the goal. But it, it always feels like failure. That's what success feels like. It feels like you're failing constantly. It does. It Isn't does. that cool? Isn't that, what, a, what an interesting way of looking yeah. at it. So and that reminds me, and, and I've been reminded of so many things, but Scott Adams, the Dilbert cartoon guy. Yeah. 
Um, he talks a lot about systems and processes, which is what I coach people on. And, you know, independently of what he's doing, but it makes sense because, and what he says is when you focus exclusively on a goal, you set yourself up for failure mm -hmm. uh, because there's only one way to succeed and an infinite number of ways you can fail all along the way, right? Yeah. And every day you're living in failure because you only succeed when you get to the goal. And so right. what you do is you create the system and the process that will move you in the direction of the goal. So you have that momentum going for you. And that way you succeed every day because yep. you're moving in the right direction. Yep, exactly. It's funny because along those lines, people ask like, well, what is, what is success? What is happiness? You know, and, and in, obviously it's not, it's not something you achieve. It's not a, a finish line. There's no like, I got to search, you know, Lao Tzu said, there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. Yeah. So to me, happiness or success is simply the progressive realization towards a worthwhile goal. So you're heading the right direction, but every step you get closer, every millimeter you get closer, success, success, yeah. success. And it's a state of being yes. truly success or happiness. It's just a state of being because you know, you're going the right direction. So exactly what you said, having that system. So if it's a wheel that's turning, as long as it's inching you closer and closer to what you, where you want to be, that's success. That's continuous success. Mm -hmm. And it allows for constant course correction, right? Because the right. path is not always straight. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and if you think like the NASA projects, uh, the Apollo projects going to the moon, they were 97 oh off course. <laughs> yes. and, and through constant course correction, they made it there and back. And, yeah. and that's what we're doing in our lives. It's not always a clear path, unobstructed, straight line, right? Nope. And so nope. we have to constantly course correct to keep ourselves moving in the right direction. That's right. I'm a pilot. I fly planes. So it, it's a perfect analogy. Like you don't know where the wind's going to blow. It doesn't matter. You just have to make sure that the planes move in the right direction. Because if you don't correct for the wind, you don't correct for, uh, you know, air mass and different things going on, weather you're going to end up way off course. So yeah. yeah, flying a plane isn't you just set it and you're holding, or even driving a car. The wheel is always constantly adjusting based on the bumps and the condition of the road. You're constantly course correcting. Otherwise, we could just set a one direction on our wheel and then just hit autopilot and we can go to sleep. But that's not the case, right? We have to constantly course correct. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh a lot of people, though, are on autopilot, um, uh, yeah. just, you know, playing out those roles that have been assigned yeah. to them and the programming that they have uh, and not really making conscious choices in life, which is where you come in to help them do that. Yeah, absolutely. And the first choice is, what is my identity? What do I stand for? Where yeah. is this all going? What is the legacy I'm leaving? Like all these questions we just don't ask ourselves anymore. Mm -hmm. And, and finding clarity on that. Because if you know where you are and you know where you want to be, you'll figure out the middle. Yeah. There's, there's a system, there's a path. You will find a way. But you got to know where you are and what you are. And you got to know where you're going and what that's mm -hmm. going to mean for others. Yeah. And, and this is so crucial. Uh, you know, we always hear people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And of course, remember, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Of> course. <laughs> you said something earlier about that, you know, that you want them to talk about you. And, 
and the trust component is really what we've been talking about today because um, there was a TED talk, Frances Fry, she's a, a professor at Harvard, I believe. Uh, and, and she talks about the three legs of the trust triangle. And one of those is authenticity, which is exactly what you've been talking about. Yeah. And without our authentic voice, without knowing who we are, we can never build trust. And people smell that, you know, not, not physically, you know, but, but they sense it. They, they can sniff it out whether somebody is authentic or not. And then there's no trust. Well, there you go. Okay. No like trust, it's gone. So how can you possibly do business if you don't have that clarity about how you are? Absolutely. And authenticity also shows up even earlier than trust. It shows up in the likability as well. Because like you said, you get that feeling like yeah. there's something weird. That's, yeah. This is why I think professionalism is a poison because professionalism is basically you not being honest. Mm -hmm. it's, it's you lying. You're saying you're trying to say the right thing at the right time, not truly what you want to say. You're trying to cover things up with fancy clothes and a nice car. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to look a certain way and be a certain way, but you're not trying to be yourself. So yeah. people sniff that out. You're right. People will feel you. They'll, they'll feel your brand essentially mm -hmm. is what that is. And, and yeah, don't, you'll never even get the opportunity to earn their trust. Right. Likeability always happens first. It's in this order. Likeability takes eight seconds. Trust can take anywhere from weeks to months to years. Just depends. Mm -hmm. But you'll never get the opportunity to earn trust if someone doesn't like you. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it's that authenticity, right? If, if you're not you, how can they like you? How can they know you? Right. And authenticity and clarity. I would yeah. say authenticity for sure. It's kind of like your yes. baseline. But then also have having clarity around your mission. Like... Because you could be authentic and you could be like, hey, I just want to sell you this thing. Yeah. Like, I, look, <laughs> I just true. want to make money. I, I want to sell you this thing. It's like, yeah. okay, that's thank you for being honest. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> please, please tell me there's a reason I should do business with you other than for you to make money. Please tell me there's something bigger you're trying to impact the world with. That, please talk to my heart, not to my wallet. Right. Mm -hmm. This is what people are going to be saying to you. So that's why, yes, authenticity is important. But you also have to clarify there's a personal brand is the best way to look at a personal brand is like an umbrella. It's this thing that covers everything you do. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than your business. It's bigger than every organization you're in. It's bigger than everything. You're the one holding it. You're in control of it. But there's got to be something bigger than just your business. What is that? What is that big mission in life? What is that big purpose? Why do you get out of bed in the morning? What is the legacy you're going to leave? All these things that articulated in your message you're unstoppable yeah and that's that's how it works it's a beautiful thing yeah absolutely and, and it makes so much sense right uh yeah. if, if we don't tick all of those things off then people sense that they know that and not it, it's not going to work yep not gonna work yeah exactly yeah so as you know, I do a lot of coaching with people. And one of the things that I talk about is uh, MSG, mindset, skill set, get off your asset. Uh, <laughs> as that. kind yeah. of encapsulating a lot of very important coaching principles. 
So as you look over your life and your business, is there an overarching principle that you would look at and say, yeah, that really contributed to my success? Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of them, but here's one that I don't hear too often, but this, is, this might be good. It's actually tattooed on my arm in Latin. Uh, in three words, three whopping words, that's it. And this is to me is the secret, one of the secrets to success in anything. Start, don't quit. And that's it. Start. Hardest thing for people. Yeah. We're stuck to the couch. We're stuck to our paradigm. We're stuck in our own minds and our own heads. We're stuck, we're stuck, we're stuck. Freaking, just start. Stop planning. Stop it. Stop planning for a second. Start dirty. Remember, starting dirty doesn't mean you have to stay dirty. Mm -hmm. Just freaking get the ball rolling. One quick, immediate action. Once you set a goal, set one immediate action. What are you going to do? You want to lose weight? Go get that gym membership today. Don't know. There's no tomorrow, right? So start. That's where most people fail. They don't even start. Yeah. But then the ones that do start, and this is, this is really terrible, they end up quitting. And when they quit, they usually quit. I call it the 99-yard line of life. They, they're like a yard from the goal, a foot from the goal. And they've been beaten up. They've been bloody. They've been tackled. They've been hurt. They're just tired. They're exhausted. They're out of energy, like all this, all this stuff, because they've really been putting the work in. And then just before they hit the goal, they give up, they quit. It's like, no, don't quit. Don't quit. If you're on a worthwhile mission, don't quit. Start it and then just don't quit. And you have to cross the goal line. You have to, if you're going down the football field, this is my analogy, right? If you're going down the football field. If you just keep going towards the goal line, you have to cross it. There's no other option. You can go the wrong direction. That's different. But as long as you're, you know where you're going, you can see the, fin you can see the goal line. As long as you just keep going, you have to eventually cross it. But we give up. We give up too soon. We stub our toe. Ouch, I'm out. <laughs> or, you know, yeah, there, we can go deeper into this, like why people quit and where and how. But yeah, I know. I, know. I would say start, start, don't quit. Start, don't quit. <laughs> yeah, Overarching it's... principle. That, that's uh, multiple discussions right there, yes. right? Because <laughs> yeah. you're right. It's the start that stops most people. It is. They don't even take the first step. And so that's going back to MSG, you know, get off your asset. Getting into action is a yes. skill in and of itself. Um, yes. And you got to do it. Like you said, set the goal, take an immediate step toward the goal. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. When I say immediate, I mean like right at that time. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. You say, you know what? I want to lose 30 pounds in three months. Great. What can you do right now? Right freaking now. I don't care if yeah. you get down and do five push-ups. I don't care if you take a walk around the block. I don't care if you go on Google and get a diet plan. Do something to yeah. get the ball moving because momentum is magic. Once yeah. that first step, the first step is always the hardest in anything. Yep. yep. Absolutely. But, but you got to take action because otherwise it's just That's nice it. philosophy. Yep. Yep. Most people fail in their head. They, they fail before they start. They're like, oh, that can't happen. That's not going to work. Blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then it's like, nope, just start anyways. Start. And by the way, you know, if, if what's funny is most people, uh, their goals that they set, these are not like first time ever goals. These are not unique goals. It's probably something someone else has already done before. And it's mm -hmm. just a matter of reaching out and getting the mentorship, getting the book, 
getting the lesson, going on YouTube, whatever you got to do, someone probably has already done what you want to accomplish. It's okay. Borrow their expertise, borrow their experience. You don't have to do it all by yourself. Right. And that's one of the keys. There are three simple things that people can do to increase their chances of success. And one of them is enlist help, have an accountability partner, Uh, you know, ask for help, report back to that person um, on your progress. And when you do some of those steps, you can increase your chances of success to 76%. That's right. And, yeah. and what people need to realize too is they, you know, there's this weird like stereotype that, you know, wealthy people or rich people or successful people, they're just kind of like keep to themselves and they're mean or whatever. Like, no, you don't understand truly successful people, not rich and mean people, truly successful people love helping. If you reach out and ask a question, like, once you get me started talking about anything, I just, right. I, don't, I, have, I have no end. I have no, like, there's no paywall with me. You know, you don't hit a point like, okay. If you yeah. want to learn more information, please deposit a quarter and I will share more. No, no, no. I don't say start. Like It's just whatever. If it helps someone, people love helping others. Yes. So yeah, there's never an excuse for not reaching out and getting mentorship, getting a conversation, taking someone out for a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. like whatever. You know, I'm thinking like the old days when we used to be in person, but you know, a, a virtual Zoom coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. And all those things that you just talked about are ways that we build resilience in our lives. And resilience is one of the indicators of success. That's right. That's the note. That's the don't quit portion, right? Yeah. Resilience, mental toughness, yeah. mental yeah. toughness. We need more mental yeah. toughness nowadays. Absolutely. Well, I have so enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you so much. You as well. Yeah. And everyone who has listened in, I will have all of the information in the show notes, how you can get in touch with Josh, how you can follow up with him and get more information from him. So thank you again, Josh. And thank you, everybody. My pleasure. Honor.